Could you imagine? You use this ability unknowingly and your Sid just doesn't come back. <laughs> I troll you. Yeah. You know, it was a nice positive moment that it was just kind of for no reason destroyed. <laughs> you know? just... Hey everyone, Wilmgard here with Mini. Hey guys. And this is the FFBE Podcast. Alright Mini, lots of stuff going on this week. As per usual, some interesting stuff, some controversial stuff, some amazing stuff, some high-flying maneuvers. Yeah man, we got, a, we got our first unit with a jetpack coming out this week. He's got a jetpack attached to his ass and he goes up there, he does not come down. I'm excited to talk about that. I'm actually, that's probably the thing I'm most excited to talk about. So I'm looking forward to it, but we got to put it off for just a little bit. Tell me about what you've been up to this week and how this week has treated you. This week has been better in terms of FFBE than I've done in a while. I think because I only have arena orbs and then the energy that I use on a 40 energy run. I've actually been pretty efficient. I've done my arenas. I've done my farming for the King Mog, the FF3 King Mog. Not perfectly, but for the most part, really, really well. So I've been able to clear a lot of the the Mog shop already. It's I think it's just not having so much to do. It doesn't freak me out, so I'm not scared to go in and just chip away at it. Yeah, I feel the same way. It's It's with only having one King Mog style thing that we have to do, no other orbs that we have to really use up to take advantage of the events. It's nice to be able to just sit back, relax, enjoy the 40 energy expenditure. And if you're similar to me, that's like five runs. Yeah. Ish. I, I do have one update. I did finally max out the trust master for my marine strategist nickel. So I have oh, nice. his little cape. It's a really nice, really nice body piece that gives you 50% ice and water resist and a good chunk of mag. So I'm excited to to finally have that. That's sick. I've been farming that away uh, in preparation for my big Leviathan fight that's coming soon. Yeah, that's going to come in handy for you big time. So. You know what else would come? Well, <laughs> we'll talk about them later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. The, the other thing I want to ask is how have your runs been going and what did you get on your guaranteed five star from the King Mog? My guaranteed five star... Uh, was absolutely amazing. I got Aurora Fravia. Nice. Which was insane. I was so excited. Fravia, as I mentioned last week, one of my favorite female FFBE characters. And to get her Aurora version, which is amazing and synergizes perfectly with the OG Fravia, I'm super excited. Like, they're super strong units. I'm tempted to UOC a second one. I'm holding off just a little bit until I can make sure that I get uh, the main DPS unit that's coming soon in the future, and then I'll uh, pull the trigger on that UOC. The struggle for me with those kinds of units is because I've been running uh, true double hand DPS for so long, most of my materia and equipment is geared to that damage type. So I don't have, I have a couple really good hybrid units. Mm -hmm. So I, I have, Kurasame. I have the other, the the cat girl. Kunshira. The Both cat of them, girl, oh my god. That's, I think of cats when I see her. She is from, she's very feline looking. Um, I just can't gear them to get to a good point because I don't have enough hybrid type equipment. So that's for me, even though, for example, Kurasame, I got him shortly after he, like, he came out, but I haven't used them much just because I can't get his stats that high. Do you think it's because you've spent a lot of your TMR farming on things that are focused towards units like Heo versus hybrid type units or magic type units? Yeah, for sure. That's definitely what it is because I have the materia, right? Like I have two Kunshiras that I could farm for that nature loving spellblade, you know? Yeah, stuff definitely. like that that I, I haven't done. For I did actually, speaking of hybrids, my free five star from the king mog was uh malfazy oh snap so i've I've been sitting on her trust moogles for so long and i finally got to use one 
I instantly got that Trustmaster. I don't know if any of my hybrid units can use fists. I haven't checked, but definitely a solid hybrid weapon. Speaking of units like Malfacy, uh recently, literally this morning, I had my half price daily break from a blue to a rainbow and out popped Cersei. <laughs> nice. I was pretty excited. I'm actually stoked about that. I love Cersei. I love Malfacy as well. Um, huge shout out again to the artists, of course, who came up with these characters and their designs. But super excited to get any of the FanFesta exclusive units. That's awesome. I got Malfacy. You got Cersei. The the two that came on the same banner. Now we just got to put them together. No, we got to make them fight. See who's the real king of the banner. True. I guess queen because to... they're both female characters, but... On to this week's content, I think, unless there's more that you have to say about last week. No, it's pretty much it. It's only, you know, I don't do that much in a week. Yeah, there's not too much to be done. So building off of the farming event that we both mentioned, we are getting the exploration version of that Doga's Grotto. Two things I just want to quickly mention. There's a knife and a pair of claws that are in this, which isn't fantastic, but the nice thing about it is... They're both dark based, so you can use them to kind of imbue your units to do specific a specific type of damage uh, when chaining and stuff like that. Yeah, they have use for that, but otherwise they're not too exciting. Exactly. The real key accessory, pun intended, is the Eureka key that you can get from this, which gives you 20% fire, water, wind, and earth resist, which is fantastic. That is amazing. Yeah, load me up with those resists. I'll take it. Besides that, there's not too much more going on in the runs themselves. Mini, did you want to talk about the difficulty level trial? Well, even before I talk about the difficulty, I want to say I did enjoy the little snippets of story we got with it. I thought it was very moving and very nice. I won't say what happens in case people have yet to do it, but or people who haven't played Final Fantasy 3. But yeah, it was nice. Now, as far as the actual difficulty goes, I think it was surprisingly easy. Just to the point where I felt like I could have done the entire hard exploration with two units. I just needed two magic users that could chain and that had limit burst that did damage. And I'm pretty sure I could have cleared the entire thing. Yeah, they were pretty weak, unfortunately. I was able to complete it as well, fairly simply. I was expecting more, but I think they might have made it easier because it's two fights. And I think they wanted to give us a freebie because I'm pretty sure the Sid storyline bonus stage is going to rape all of us again. (laughs) Most likely. Just every time that thing comes around, I underestimate it and I get destroyed. And then I try again thinking, okay, I'm going to take it seriously, and I still get destroyed. Man, those things are hard. They make them super, super hard. Yeah, I'm excited to see. I haven't had a chance to run it, but I'm excited to see what's in store for this week. Definitely. Before we get on to that, however, I would like to say that we got some nice small updates this week. One of them being the spring rewards wheel which in my opinion was a huge upgrade. It was, for sure, because they took out the energy and they're giving us just lapis. Yeah. But I didn't get anything great so far. What about you? I got a decent set of pulls today on it. Um, I got two 100 lapis rolls, so it was really, really good to me. Before that, however, I agree with you. I was getting all fives and tens yeah yeah i mean not much has changed but i mean i'll take it because before those fives and tens would have been 10 and 20 energy exactly and i've got like 900 energy sitting there in the pool waiting (laughs) exactly that was that's the big upgrade i mean we've stored up tons of energy over the past few months it's nice to be able to exclusively hone in on that lapis from the wheel definitely not complaining about a nice little upgrade for the next i think it's only around for a limited time though so yeah exactly take advantage while you can yeah do do all your pulls i was lazy for a while but make sure you do them right now because it's free lapis guaranteed the other thing that happened this week was regarding a um what are they called one of the purchased bundles bundles, you can get from the shop so last week there was a fantastic bundle featuring 30 maxed out king metal minotaurs which people were clamoring over. Apparently, the price for what you get was a fantastic deal. 
And because of this fantastic deal, the FFBE team actually put out a little notice addressing how amazing it was, saying basically that I they love that ever <laughs> they love that everyone loved it. They're like, man, it was so good. Everyone freaking loved this bundle. It's amazing. But it was an accident. We never meant to give you a good bundle. And we're going to take it away. Sorry. I mean, I laughed when I read that because there's so many unnecessary statements in there. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, I face palmed instantly. <laughs> I was just like, what the heck is going on? Like, I don't want to be too mean to them, but at the same time, they had a great opportunity there for some positive PR and for some, like, the community was loving these bundles. And they just come in and, and they say, hey, don't get too excited, buddy. We just made a mistake, okay? <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing I didn't understand. It's like, okay, okay. <laughs> I love the communication. I love that they came out and they're like, hey, thanks for loving these bundles. It's amazing. We're not going to be able to give you these bundles all the time. The issue came in with me. It's like, why are you telling me it was an accident? And why are you making it seem like you're taking them away? Like, if they never said anything and we didn't get those bundles this week or next week, people would have been like, sweet, we got some really good bundles. Back to the usual stuff till the next good bundles, you know? Yeah. I don't think anyone would have second guessed it. Yeah. 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 That's. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why they did. I just don't know why. I. I, I don't it's a know, ca- It's a case study of shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah, I was going to say, they were just like, they're walking around, chilling. They're like, wow, life is amazing. They take out a gun and just shoot themselves in the foot. And they're like, it's too good. Can't have that. Yeah, got to always be prepared for the hard times. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why you don't just say, I'm glad everyone's, like, we're glad people are enjoying the bundles. Unfortunately, we won't be able to bring this to you every week, but... Or maybe the other way around, you know. Unfortunately, we won't be able to bring you this every week, but we're glad you guys are enjoying the the bundles. You know, the same yeah. message pretty much, just not. Well, we somebody fucked up. <laughs> you won't get this again. Yeah, I literally <laughs> tweeted that exact same thing. I was like, why oh. not just say like, hey, we love that you love it. It's an awesome deal. Can't bring it to you every week, but we'll bring it back in the future. Yeah, something like that, you know. Like just spin it, spin it in a positive way that doesn't feel like you're taking things away I, from us. I think there's people working at Gumi that genuinely just enjoy trolling and enjoy the outrage. I think that's they must. They they, they just they enjoy to. it because they're like, look at these children. <laughs> yeah, there's someone back there who put out that message, and they're like, <laughs> I troll you. Yeah, <laughs> I troll thee. Like, ha, 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 LMAO. But that was that was a pretty interesting thing that happened. Um, of all the bad things that could have happened, I mean, it's not horrible. It's just kind of really funny it's, to it's me. It's funny. It's more funny than anything because it was, yeah. a, you know, it was a nice positive moment that it was just kind of, for no reason, destroyed. I hope they take the, some of the feedback they've been getting on that and just, like, roll with it a little bit in the future. Like... You know, take the wins. Take the wins. Take the wins when you get them. Yeah. Yeah. Because people anyways. like this. People like to get mad at this game for the stupidest things. So when it, you do something that they're not mad about, just run with it, man. Just take the win. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Enough about the funniness of some of the actions from our Gumi team. By the way, I wanted to say that I do still love all of them. Uh, they're putting out an amazing game. So, like, I can't complain. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's all just teasing and fun, right? Exactly. Now, on to the main event, the legendary, the amazing, the father, the jetpack butt-suited guy. <laughs> yeah. Sid. We're getting Sid. I'm glad that he's not a crapper unit because there's a Sid in every Final Fantasy and I just I can't I don't know. It was just would have felt awful if he was just a throwaway that did nothing. Every Final Fantasy I've ever played, the Sid that exists in the game is some badass guy that is not to be messed with. Yeah, and something to do with usually engineering or airships, things like that. So it's nice that they kept the theme. Exactly. And this Sid is actually what every Dragoon wishes they could be. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't even wear a helmet. 
I don't, I don't know yeah. if you could classify him as a dragoon. He does use a spear, but he just he doesn't. I guess he does in his limit burst animation, which is gorgeous. He does turn into a dragon briefly. There you go. But before we talk about that, I wanted to touch briefly on his story event. Um, it is oh, coming yeah. with with a few pieces of equipment that I just wanted to mention. The slogging wrench, which not the greatest wrench, but it is a hammer with 30% plus MP, which is the real value you'd be getting here is basically being able to buff someone's MP if they're literally just there to cast. Definitely. I mean, <clears throat> it's not amazing, but we do have a materia that is flat 30% MP and that's it. So the fact that you get this on a weapon, not terrible. And then the other thing that I do like is the metal greaves. I enjoy the equipment that will buff up the main unit here. So these metal greaves are giving you uh, increased jump damage, which most dragoons or units like Sid want to be using their jump skills or they're primarily centered around their jump skills, right? Yeah, I, I actually love these metal greaves for Sid. It's a really nice budget way to get extra jump damage for your dragoons. I mean, there. I think there's only a few other accessories that will give you bonus jump damage. I know uh, if you were if you did the what you call them, the Raven, the Thief quest from way back when, you can get Dragoon's Gauntlet, which will give you 100% extra jump damage. But the 50% from these Metal Greaves is definitely nothing to laugh at. It's, it's a free yeah, item, and it's really, really it'll. It's gonna if you manage to pull a Sid or you're running anything like a Roberta or whatever still going to help a ton. Definitely. And it's all on an accessory slot too, which is very nice. Yeah, for sure. With that, as you can tell, this particular event and this particular story, although it does center around Sid, they also made the entire banner as well as everything within it kind of center around beefing up Sid. So I think the first unit that we should talk about is Sid. But Minnie, did you want to mention the banner before we go ahead with that? I think a lot of people have good things to say about this banner, as far as I can tell, because it's a, a step-up banner that costs only 12k lapis, or 12,000, I'm being lazy, and you are guaranteed a 5-star. So on steps 1, 3, and 5, Sid has a rate up, but then you also, at step 5, get just a guaranteed, I think, 5-star that is not necessarily Sid, but still, for 12k... It's a really good deal, I think. And I'm, I actually, I haven't decided yet. I'm, ooh. I'm really tempted to pull. Yeah, I'm really tempted. The only reason I'm hesitating is because there's, there's rumors that the other sort of powerful units are also coming, like Roberta and the Xenogears banner. I mean, people are expecting them every week pretty much, but you yeah, know, they're, you now, never that know. Sid, now that Sid is here. And it's not like they do astronomically more damage than Sid. Sid holds his own for sure. I just don't know, like, if I want to wait and see what's coming for that, or if I just want to take the take the plunge. The other thing that's holding me back is I I never really use dragoons, so I'm lacking a lot of good dragoon materia. And Sid really benefits from jump damage like most dragoons do yeah exactly that's one thing that also holds me back but the one thing i also wanted to mention about the banner um is that someone did the math on it and i guess that sid's rate up is 25 percent. oh that's not bad on on a rainbow so you have a 20 a one in four chance that if your rainbow exists it's going to be sid that's awesome yeah which is huge that's a lot like it makes sense though i i've seen quite a few people tweeting their polls and sometimes you, there's like triple sids on those polls i've seen someone roll four in one poll. yeah so <laughs> it's gross if you're if you're going for for this this is definitely a good banner it's kind of the the only thing that's missing from this banner is the gumi announcement that it was an accident and it's never coming back <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah oh man no, I'm really tempted to pull on this. I'm missing a physical DPS unit. Um, Sid would fit that very, very well. My biggest problem is that I'm low on Lapis. And I'm like, do I get Sid? Or do I, like, I'd have to spend pretty much all of my saved Lapis to get Sid here. Or I can continue saving for, like you said, those looming those looming beasts in the in the shadows of Xenogears slash yeah. Axstar slash other people. So... 
I don't normally like to give advice on if people should pull. It's like, it's your money, do what you want. But in your case, because I know you, I would suggest you hold off because if you don't have the a good amount of funds, if you don't get sit on one round, then it you're kind of bummed, I'm right? Yeah, I, that's true. I, if it were me, I would wait because I know there's gonna like, uh, I said Roberta, but I meant uh, Regina or Regina. She's coming down the line, and she's gonna be uh, uh, also a kind of a heavy hitter finisher like Sid. So. You know, if you wait a couple of weeks, I don't think she's that far out. If you wait a couple of weeks, max a month, you have a chance of pulling her and you'll have a, a bigger stock of Lapis. Now, I don't know if her banner will be this good. That's the other thing, right? So it's tough. I think personally, base, honestly, I'm going to wait. I don't think I'm going to pull on this. And the reason is that I'm not guaranteed to get Sid. Yeah, that's pretty much the what it comes other- down to. The other thing, too, is that if I save up and do get one of those units in the future, I can still come back and UOC Sid if I really want him. Like, that's pretty much what it's going to come down to. Like, I would rather try to pull on those units with a decent amount of Lapis than take the risk of not getting anything significant on this banner, personally. Yeah, and getting only one Sid is devastating because six-star Sid is like a little guppy and seven-star Sid is a shark. He's like the Megalodon. Pretty much. It's insane the difference in output that he gets just from going 7-star. Yeah, it's it's really huge. So let's just jump into him then. We've been kind of touching on him Beating a little bit around the, yeah, yeah, let's let's just talk about our main man, Sid. Daddy Sid. Sid, obviously, he kind of keeps his theme from when he was Veritas of the Heavens. He's got... He's a, he's a Dragoon-type unit that primarily is a finisher, and he, he uses jumps. So he he has a bit of lag time between his damage. So typically, he'll be doing damage, I think. Well, we can get into it with his abilities, but he definitely has at least one turn where he's got to wait before he can come down and, and do his damage. Yes. So looking at his TMR, it's actually fantastic. It gives him 50% equipment attack when uh, double-handing any weapon. Gives him 75% jump damage or bonus jump damage and increases his LB gauge fill rate by 50%. This is insane. The only drawback is you can only have one equipped. So if you could stack this materials, it would be insane. But the fact that you can't is sad. It's still really good. There's other jump jump bonus materia out there. But it's just if you could stack SIDs, there's, SID is very abundant right now if you're pulling for him. That's the only downside. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It makes sense, though, because it's that good that they would uh, limit it to just one. Plus, equipping one of them to Sid, I mean, there's the 75 built into the Materia. Plus, if he's 7-star, an extra 50% jump. So you're getting 125% jump damage for equipping this to your Sid. Yeah, and you're getting an extra 100% equipment attack. So just from his TMR, he's getting 150% equipment attack and 125% jump damage. You're more than doubling his damage. It's an, it's crazy. It's, it's absolutely crazy. For him. And then, so realistically, I think for Sid, he comes in with 50% uh, equipment attack innately, plus 150% total if you equip his TMR. So you only got to find another 100% source. So it's not too tough. Exactly. And then his super trust master is Skyfeather. It's a wind spear really really strong uh can be used on sid but it's actually not the his best weapon his the ideal weapon for sid is actually Stoss spear from rna i think because, and why do you think that because it gives bonus jump damage as a passive and you want to just stack as much jump damage as you can on sid yeah i would definitely agree with that anything that can give you more jump damage is what you want to put on this guy realistically you're not going to be using his other abilities save for very unique situations right so skyfeather i well actually let's cover his abilities and then we'll talk about why some equipment is better than others and that kind of thing i mean he has a jump ability that will not only remove statuses uh poison blind silence and disease remove any status breaks and do damage which is pretty awesome. That's a pretty efficient ability to be using. Um, it's called Clear Blue. 
the next ability that I think is really good is Gale Grid. And the reason I think it's really good is because if you use it after one of his other abilities, it can have up to a uh, wind in peril of 100%. Very significant. And if you wanted to touch on it here, Minnie, this is a situation where Skyfeather would be fantastic. Right. So Skyfeather definitely works with Sid's innate abilities to imperil. But Sid really shines if he has a team around him that will do this for him. And he can carry Stoss Spear. So I know a lot of us don't have these units or these TMRs. I personally have a million Stoss Spear Moogles, but no RNAs. <laughs> I have, I have, I have uh, two Stoss Spears because I got lucky and pulled two RNAs. Yeah, I mean, it's luck of the draw, right? RNA has been around for a while. I have zero RNAs, but I have 100 Stoss Spear, 100% Moogles just waiting. Yeah, just chilling. <laughs> I, I really like Sid. He does have some extra utility. Not enough to be your main, for example, breaker or your main imperil person, whatever you... Well, imperil works better because most DDs take a turn to set up. So his imperil will take a turn to set up because you've got to use... Or a couple turns because you've got to use uh, Sky Dragon Squall first. Now, obviously, this is only limited to 7-star Sid because Sky Dragon Squall is his 7-star cooldown ability. It's available on turn 1 and then available again 4 turns later. And its its effect is just negate 1 physical damage for 1 turn to all allies. But its real sort of power is in the fact that it modifies Sid's abilities. So it, it'll modify Gale Grid, it'll modify Aerial Shot and Downforce, which are his debuff abilities so he actually has some good breaks attached at uh he can break mag spirit for 74 percent or attack defense for 74 percent which is among the highest in the game yeah it's not the way i recommend using him he's definitely not going to be your main breaker and if he is it's kind of wasting his talents but the fact that he has them there if you do need them and if you're in a situation where maybe that will be the difference between your team wiping and not it's nice that he has them there and now, I agree with that for sure. The main use you're going to see out of Sky Dragon Squall is to modify his Spine Shatter Dive Zero ability. So basically what Sky Dragon Squall does to this ability is Sid takes off his jetpack. Yeah, I mean, he <laughs> uses his jetpack to get up into the stratosphere and then he turns it off. Whereas yeah. otherwise, he, it's if just, you, he has to run out of fuel. He has to wait for exactly. the fuel to run out. Exactly. So without it, he's up in the air for 15 turns. He's just up there. He's the first dragoon to orbit the Earth. <laughs> Could you imagine? You use this ability unknowingly and your Sid just doesn't come back. <laughs> it's like it's like he got snorted, but you, you can do it. You can control when he gets snorted out of the battle. <laughs> oh my god, the most ridiculous ability. Yeah. That being awful. said... I understand why they did it. Right. It's it's got an 18.5 times modifier on it. So <laughs> it does massive damage. Imagine now he has 150% increased jump damage in his kit innately, right? Plus an extra 50% uh, from his TMR passive, plus an extra 75% from the TMR itself. And then if he's using Stoss Spear, I, I believe, I don't know exactly how much is on that, but a decent amount. You're basically tripling this damage. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. Stospear actually comes with 100%. And then, like we mentioned, you if, you, if you've if you done those Raven quests, there's also an accessory that'll give you another 100%. Um, I don't know what the cap is on this because I'm not too familiar have, with Dragoons. I don't I have no them. idea. I just wanted to jump in here and let you guys know that I did some research after the podcast was recorded and found out that it's actually an 800 percent cap on jump damage increase so enjoy that little fun fact but regardless even if it's 300 percent, that's insane and it's really easy to get barring like that one little thing with stoss spear if you are lucky enough to get rna then you know well even without stoss spear i mean like i mentioned he already has 100 uh 225 i think or something like that built into his kit yeah he's still gonna if you're like using a truck his I'm just talking yeah. about his ideal. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Even if you don't have Stospear, he's he's still going to be your probably your best DPS. I mean, he's so good that people are talking about making single DPS teams viable 
he's so good that people are saying what you want to do is you want to equip him with Stoss Spear. On your turn one, you want to use his cooldown ability and you want to have a team of supports around him. So you want to have like uh, Emperor Shera, Ignacio, Seven Star MS Nicol, people who can imbue him with an element and then who can imperil that same element. So that, yeah, just that gets further buff his damage. They're basically equipment, extra equipment slots for Sid, just so he can use his maximum damage build. And it's actually worth it because he just poops out so much damage with with this ability. Now the craziest thing as well with this is that typically a cooldown ability has some sort of like time where you can't use it. So in Sid's case, because of the way jumps work. Every time he's available to act after a jump, he can use his cooldown. Well, that's not... He has one turn where he wouldn't be able to. So the ideal rotation for Sid would be to use his cooldown ability, jump into the air, come down on turn three, ideally on the top of a chain. So you want a couple units in there that can either give you abilities or you want to equip like uh, pod 153, anything like that that will give you a chaining move. So you just need a chain. You don't need them to do a lot of damage because Sid's going to be bringing all your damage. But the chain multiplier is four times. So you want to take advantage of that. And then when he comes down on turn three, he's got one turn. But hopefully by then you've got his limit burst. So you want to use his limit burst and then repeat the cycle. Pretty much every single turn he's pooping out damage except for the two setup turns of jumping into the air and using Sky Dragon Squall. The amazing thing about what they've done with Sid is that every single one of his ability can be the cap of a chain, which you don't necessarily have to do because he craps out damage like crazy. But the fact that you can choose when he comes down from his main DPS abilities is amazing and what every Dragoon should be able to do. Right. I mean, initial the initial iteration of Dragoons just sucked. The fact that you could not control the timing of when they came down was god-awful and ruined the units in a chaining meta. But with Sid and with some of the other Dragoons that have since been updated, you can actually control and use them to cap chains, which in my opinion is how they should have been from the start. Exactly. One thing I want to mention is uh, Sid does a ton of burst damage on turn three if you're using his ideal rotation and he's great so anybody who's struggling with odin with leviathan these these trials when you get them past a certain point become very very difficult so if you have units that can do a burst from say 50 60 percent hp to zero you can bypass this entirely and sid is definitely one of those units that would be able to to do it with the amount of bursts he he brings with his uh, spine shatter dive. Oh yeah, it's absolutely crazy. He, uh, I could not believe the damage modifiers on these abilities. Like I don't usually like to talk about the numbers on our podcast, but damn, eighteen point five times. But holy crap, three times that is a ridiculous amount of damage. Three times that times four after you cap the chain. And if you factor in elemental damage with an imperil, the, the the multipliers are insane. And then further on top of that, if you're hitting something that he has like a man eater plus or something like that, or <laughs> built in beat, like yeah. this guy is insane. Like I can't stress enough how amazing of a DPS unit this yeah. is. I mean, the fact that we're praising a chain capper, we usually crap on them on this podcast. Most of yeah, them that come out because they're have trash not been mostly. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so Sid, Sid is a chain capper done right, and his one is actually worth building a team around. Yeah, he, it's it's made literally it's made chain cappers relatively viable again. And then obviously, if you don't have all the units you need, for example, if you don't have a lot of units that can imbue, that's when, for example, Sky Feather would come in handy because it gives him an element, so you can his damage overall will go down just a bit but also it's he's still really good like he doesn't lose that much and if you don't have any units that can imbue an element that you can imperil you know sky feather is good i think uh what's her name nalu her spear is also really good it's a lightning spear that has the same attack 175 as sky feather um so stuff like that right you can always use elemental spears 
to cover for the fact that you don't have an imbue. But I, the ideal is to, to use an imbue. This is where if anybody has a seven-star Ignis, and if you remember that episode, I said, these imbues are useless. When would you ever use it? Basically, he gets fire, ice, and lightning enhancements, and all they do is you can choose one character on your team and imbue them with that element. It's literally useless. Well, I'm eating my words now, because if you have Sid and you have Ignis, Ignis is your best friend. <laughs> um, no, you're fully right. Like In the past, those types of units are like, yeah, when would you bother using this? Because we haven't had a chain capper like this guy in the past. This is the first since like way back before chaining meta was a thing. This guy is now bringing back chain cappers. Like this is awesome. I love the shifting. I love the shifting meta. It's it's really exciting. Yeah, it's definitely nice. I'm I'm happy to see Sid. I think he he's. I'm I'm just glad they didn't make him bad. I, oh, I, I feel worried. like all the other Veritas kind of got their place. And I'm just, I'm really, because Sid was the last one to come out, I think, or is the last one to come out. I was worried that they were going to, he just wasn't going to do his part, but he's, he's definitely amazing. Yeah, he's, he's crushing it. He's shattering it and his yeah. own spine. <laughs> he's shattering all the spines <laughs> when, he drops, spine. when he drops yeah. from orbit 15 turns yeah. later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um. One thing as well with this banner is that if you don't have a lot of supporting units for Sid, and like you obviously not a crazy amount of seven stars or whatever the situation might be, the off units, the four stars and below on this banner are actually capable of synergizing with Sid and making him really good. So a unit, let's talk about uh, Maledi first. Uh, her TMR, in my opinion, really good. 30% mag, decreases MP by 10%. Like, pretty good overall for mages and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's definitely helpful to those top-tier mage chainers that we have. I don't know how helpful, because 30% mag is a little low, but it definitely would help their MP consumption. For sure. triple casting and quad casting, no matter how much MP you have, after a few turns, you're running dry. Exactly. So now... Maledi, basically the main thing she is, is a green mage. She covers all the elements separated, so you have to choose. Uh, but 60% buff against the elements is pretty good. Yeah, definitely respectable. Now, one thing that's kind of unfortunate is her uh, random ability or whatever it's called. Um, she doesn't really do much with that because you never know what you're going to get, whether it's... Like, the abilities themselves are really good. It's just you don't know which one you're going to roll, so it kind of sucks. Yeah, that's always the challenge with these random abilities. You maybe really, really want that attack, defense, mag, spirit, break resistance, and you get elemental resistance, right? So it, it has a chance. Pretty much it has a one in four chance of being useful to you, which which is really hard to... The thing I really like about her, I do love her kit because she is a four-star, the fact that she has full elemental coverage, even though you can't use all of them in one turn, she can cover two elements per turn. It's not bad at all. And then her limit burst, I think, is super, super nice. If you max it out at six star, it breaks defense and spirit by 74%. And it's actually pretty cheap at only 20 burst stones. Yeah, it's really, really cheap. So the, one of the main things she can do for a unit like Sid is one break the enemy units and then if you don't have a buffer she does have cheer which used to be oddly enough cheer if you remember when it used to be the premier buffing ability <laughs> when base fina used to be one of the best units because she had access to cheer those were the days that was, those were the days <laughs> and chizuru was spending seven years slashing a corpse <laughs> back in the days but yeah uh she can she can break for you and then she can also provide a slight amount of attack buff it's not amazing but again if you don't have units that kind of support a unit like sid these Miletti is one that can definitely help a lot yeah definitely i mean that and it's you can use it before sid's damage comes out because you've got three turn until turn three to build up her limit burst. And I mean, at 20 burst stones, it's not tough. Especially it's if super you cheap. give her some high tide, right? Throw on one of those cheap daggers that you took to item world. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, the other funny thing is, is that if you really want to make use of it, Sid actually has an ability that increases LB gauge, so you can quickly get that up if you do need to in preparation for his big damage output. Well, we're also we're getting a, another unit that could help with some LB fill as well. Yeah, we are. So we're, we're getting a little dwarf, Nagflar, whose wrench is bigger than he is. Yeah, it's massive. So first I want to mention his TMR. It's not directly related to Sid, but it's, it's a helmet with 34 attack, which is really good. But my favorite thing is it has confused nullification, which means that pesky situation where your DPS, who's probably going to be wearing this helmet, gets confused. Not an issue anymore. They can't now get confused and kill your whole team. <laughs> I believe that's happened to you in the recent past. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still I'm still traumatized by it. Oh man. You're right. Uh Nagflar actually can buff up nicely. Uh LB gauge fill rate. So the other thing I want to mention, he he does have pile driver chains that are earth elemental, which is nice. I just love the names though. The fact that it's Lolly at the end of every single Ability. It just takes me back to those early Final Fantasies where you have all these dwarves yelling "Lally ho!" And it's yeah, just, you know, it's so nice. yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's a nice little touch. Yeah, <laughs> a nice shout out to the old dwarf yeah. lore. The the Final Fantasy dwarf is the best dwarf. Move over, they really Gimli. are. Yeah, yeah, get out of here. And then, so he's got this nice ability called Overhaul that will cure all status ailments, which is nice. But then it'll also increase the LB gauge by three to all allies. So that'll definitely help out in building up LB for Melitelli. Is that her name? Meletti, I Meletti. Her, but Close I, enough. I don't know. I, I, I suck anything, at these. Really. Yeah, I suck at these. After last week's Jumanji Blade, I don't even try anymore. <laughs> Jumanji Blade, classic. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, overhaul, fantastic. 3LB gauge to your entire team can really make a huge difference, uh, especially because, like you said, you do have three turns. That's pretty much half of Maletti's uh, LB gauge. Yeah, you can even increase your evocation gauge. He's, he does it all. This guy <laughs> he does everything. Dwarves are magical, you know? <laughs> yeah, they're pretty special, that's for sure. Oh, I like it. I mean, his other abilities aren't really worth mentioning too much. A lot of just really weak mitigation. It's whatever. Uh, yeah, I do meh. like his limit burst too. He has sixty five percent decreased defense, which is respectable. It's slightly worse than the last unit that we mentioned, but if you don't have her and you have this special dwarf, it's still good. It benefits from the fact that you don't have to actually level it up. It's sixty five percent at level one, so that's the advantage. Yeah, you don't have to put anything into it. It still gives you the same amount of break uh, at six star or five star technically the other thing that he brings that i kind of can see some use to is just that pile driver chaining potentially if you do have another pile drive chainer you can kind of do it it's very rare i think it's just the one the one lady whatever her name was aileen oh there's a few yeah you could pull there's out aileen few, yeah. as well because she also does help with uh limit burst and she she pile driver chains yeah so you can kind of make use of that as well I mean, Alien isn't great for damage, but if Sid's your DPS unit, then <laughs> you can matter. definitely make yeah. you. Yeah, exactly. You don't need more damage. You just need the multiplier to stack the support abilities. Yeah. Now our final unit, Falma, who appears to be a pilot, likely the pilot of a high wind or something like that. I yeah, I love Falma's sprite. She's just so cute. Yeah, she actually does look super cute. Yeah. I, I would definitely want to make her dream come true. At first, I was thinking, why did Sid spend so much of his life trying to build airships when he's got a jetpack attached to his body? He doesn't need... He guy can fly anyway. Exactly. But, and then I see Falma, and I'm like, oh, he did it for Falma, who's like his daughter replacement. He's like, I just want to give her the skies, be a good dad. So... I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I completely drew a blank there. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> to be honest i'm making that up completely because i have yeah i know i was like what is going on <laughs> i actually don't know her role in the story but you know i like to make things up her tmr flapping wings decent 30 attack on an accessory it's not the highest we've seen there's better it's respectable though and the best thing about it is the combination of 30 attack with 
the increased jump damage. So you get 50% increased jump damage. Obviously, it's easy to see how this benefits Sid. And then other than that, though, I mean, she does do, again, the LB gauge fill rate, which is really nice. That'll help one Sid get to his limit burst. And if you're running, for example, Melatelli, I'm not going to get her name right. I'm sorry. She, uh, it'll help her get her limit burst. If you're, if you're running Mario Balotelli. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, most, most of her stuff is literally just, for me anyway, I see she can decrease wind resistance a little bit and light resistance and the LB gauge fill rate and obviously the TMR, which is actually not too bad for a three-star unit. The TMR is actually the highlight for me because it is perfect for Sid. In my opinion, as a unit, her main use was literally being a TMR container for uh, helping Sid out. Because that's that's what really drew me to her. I was like, wow, an extra 50% plus 30 attack. Like, that's really good for Sid. Yeah, I agree with that. Nice TMR container with some utility. Exactly. And so... This I like seeing this type of banner, to be honest with you, and bringing it all back full circle. I love how Sid is the star of the show. He is the icing on the cake. He is, you know, that main attraction. And the other units were really designed and oriented towards supporting Sid. Now, I'm not saying this has to happen every single time. Of course not. That would be insanely difficult to pull off. But at the same time, it's really nice to see when it does happen, how everything can kind of synergize together and literally pulling anything on the banner can help you with that main unit that you want to get. Yeah. I'm just wondering how Sid possibly loses to Kyo when he's this overpowered. I have no fucking clue. Yeah. How, does, <laughs> how, does, how do you explain that one? So my theory is that Sid, um, he jumps into the air... And the issue is, is that he never comes for fifteen turns. And by the time he comes back, the he battle's was, over. He was, yeah. yeah, it's already done. Nice. <laughs> oh, I love it. That damn that thing is so. Fu- I can't believe they actually put something like that in there. That's so funny. No, I love it. I love that it's fifteen turns. It's amazing. You would never use it unless you had his uh, cooldown ability. You accidentally use it one time. <laughs> And you built your whole team around Sid, and you use that by accident without the cooldown ability. He just doesn't come back. <laughs> I love it. I love that you can now choose to snort your unit out of the battle entirely. Just great option. But if the battle's still going on, he'll come back and end it by by turn sixteen. I mean, if all the rest of your team dies. The turn 15 will come pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Just nothing's going to be happening for 15 turns. Yeah. Oh, man. <sighs> Good, to- Good times. So that's it for the Sid banner. It's honestly one of the best banners we've had in a long time, both from a pulling and rate-up perspective, but also from the highlight unit being actually, honestly, S-plus tier in terms of DPS. Yeah, I, I agree. Sid is awesome and... I definitely was tempted to pull on this banner, and I still am. I haven't decided 100%. I do have a lot of spare Lapis, and it's only 12k, so I might do it. We'll see. I, I, it's, it's actually Normally, I see a banner, and I'm just like, skip, skip. Okay, I'll do this one, skip, you know? But this one, it's, it's making me... It's really hard for me to decide. It's that good. Mm-hmm. Because usually when I decide I want to do a banner, it's because it's got like Squall on it or Cloud or one of those. Yeah, units some unit really that love. you really love. Yeah. yeah. Where I don't care how good they are, I'll just take it. But this guy, I don't particularly love Sid the character, but he's just so damn good. So I wanted to bring up one little detail about his CG movie. As we all know, many of the units that have had CG movies or all of them actually have gotten a little bit of voice acting added into them and obviously as the new ones come out they also have voice acting so the interesting thing here for me is that apparently what sid says roughly translates to here i come which is pretty much like he jumps into the air and he's like hey get ready here i come come anytime now yeah (laughs) i'm gonna kill you (laughs) (laughs) so he like jumps up there he's like here i come guys yeah Uh, 
Very fitting, because you do have to wait at least one turn for his damage to come down. In Synth Defense, I think my he is probably my favorite of the Veritas. I think his motivations for doing what he does are at least a lot more... Uh, they make more sense to me, because it's all about a father's love for his daughter. And even when he was stuck on Lapis, his his motivation came from a rage that he was still alive. And even if he got back, his family would have died, right? 700 yes. years, they would have gotten old and, and passed away by then. And to him, there was no way, like, even if he got back, he still he still kind of lost everything regardless. So yeah. for me, as far as a character goes, he was one of the ones where I was I could relate to most easily because you can easily see how somebody in that situation could do what he did. Yeah, definitely. I actually agree with you entirely. And even moving into season two, although it was kind of a cop-out thing with his daughter being alive and things like that, it also does give him the motivation to continue doing what he's doing because his daughter's alive and now, he, you know what I mean? Yeah, he wants to, because she, she's on the bad side of the emperor now and he wants to try to help her. He doesn't want her to fight. It's kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it kind of works out really and I, I just love that their names are all just... Sid. Know, Sid. Mid. mid lid. Kid. Lid. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And then in, in one final piece of news, uh, anybody who hasn't had a chance yet to see Katie's concert, she is still around. So make sure to catch that. <laughs> make sure to oh, catch God. that before it's gone, because it might be just an accident that it's around this long and we may never get it again. It's true. It's true. Oh, man, that's hilarious that you bring that up. Just got to keep the people informed, man. It's true. Got to keep them fully up to date. Got to let them know the second Katie's battle ends and her concert ends, the people need to know about it. I wonder when we're going to get blue dress Katie from the reveal video. If you remember yeah, that, way back yeah, when. Yeah, there's a unit. No, no, no. I remember there's that blue dress Katie unit. And I'm hoping that um, this is all going to culminate to something where they should release the unit eventually at some like, point i don't know what's happening she's been singing for like five months so at some point yeah you want to release the unit that you teased in the trailer <laughs> might be a good idea oh man i'm not an expert or anything but you know you know maybe <laughs> oh, that's too funny yeah so that's all i got for this week yeah, me too. That It's a pretty exciting week. I'm very happy with the updates that have come so far. Looking forward to the coming weeks in the future as well. Uh, I feel like overall the game has taken a nice positive turn on things. It feels a lot more fun, a lot less grindy, and a lot more interesting as of late. Yeah, I'm feeling a, uh, <clears throat> a lot more reinvigorated. Definitely. And if you guys are feeling the same or differently, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know. How are you feeling about the current state of the game? How do you feel about Sid's banner? If you've pulled, hit us with some screenshots. We'd love to see all the success and or, uh, you know, come for you in your time of salt. Yeah, definitely. I I always have a comment for everyone, especially <laughs> you this. actually do. <laughs> well, you know, that's, that's what I do. Yeah. With that, guys, I wanted to say thank you so much for listening this week. Uh, we'll be back again as per usual next week with a new episode of the podcast. So we'll see you guys then. See you guys next week. Peace. Peace.